I'm so excited for everyone to be able to experience my very first interview. I can't wait to have your feedback. If you have any tips for me, I'm totally open to them. I want this to be, you know, a place where you're really enjoying the content. So please, please share your feedback. But this is again, first ever interview on Kylie Says. It's one of my coworkers. It is one of my friends and someone who I've totally grown to respect and cherish my relationship with. She is such a special individual and has overcome so many things. And we talk about it all. We talk about being psychic in your own way. We talk about intuition. We talk about being intuitive and what that means today. We talk about archangels. We talk about meditation and wellness and beauty and being your best self and what it looks like to continue to grow and meditate. If any of those topics sound interesting to you, then you are absolutely going to love this because we go super deep. And this was one of the topics I was the most excited about to cover. We talk about human design. I mean, we cover it all, honey. So buckle up, get ready because you're here for Kylie Says Plus Guest. Yay. Okay. I am so, so excited to have you, Belle, as my first guest. Outside of my sister, you were literally the one person who gave me my projector invitation to actually do this. And we've talked a little bit about human design, which we'll probably go into in a separate episode or maybe even here, but you were the one who really gave me that invitation that I desperately needed to actually start this podcast. So this is why I'm so excited to have you as my first ever guest. And for my audience who doesn't know Belle, she is a colleague, coworker. She is a survivor, an inspiration to me. She is very much into manifestation and astrology and being your best self. She's a beauty influencer and she is all of the things to me, I look up to you, I respect you, and I am so, so happy that you are here with me on my podcast as my very, very first guest. So welcome. Kylie, thank you so much for having me. And I am so happy and excited that you're using your voice. Your voice is so powerful. And I'm just so happy to be a part of this whole process. So thank you for inviting me. Oh my gosh, of course. So I... I would love for you to just give a bit of an overview of how how did you get to where you are right now? And you can take this as deep or as surface as you'd like to go, but you're someone who obviously we went in each other's lives when we worked together and then we went out and now you're back. But I can just tell from like the vibrational energy that I get from you whenever we talk you just have this powerful magnetic energy that is so inclusive and just a powerful is honestly the best word in like such a good way. But I would love, I've had a bit of your background, but are you open to just kind of sharing a bit about how you got to where you are today? And then we can kind of dive into how you got here and some of those lessons that you learned and specifically maybe dig into what you're really passionate about today and some projects you're working on. Absolutely. So as a child, I felt like I was always high vibrational. Like even when I was like seven or eight years old, I was really positive and very optimistic. And throughout my life, I felt like things kind of came really easily to me because I always attracted them, you know, like law of attraction, like attracts like, and I never really noticed that until later. So, and, and I realized later on that like, everything in my life, good, bad, neutral, has been created by me. And because of that, I've attracted and manifested really amazing, crazy, beautiful things. Like one of my first jobs was in the fashion industry and I worked at a fashion PR firm, but I got to dress celebrities. So I got to dress like Selena Gomez back Yeah, back when she was still on Disney. So she was like only 16, like still dating Justin Bieber, like completely different era. But like things, everything that I've wanted in my life, I've been able to manifest. So that was like a really cool experience. And 
later on, I didn't realize it was because I wanted that experience. I, I just was like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. And everything I wanted to do, it would just happen. And then society sometimes, plus like, you know, traumas and everything kind of, kind of get to you. And that's why like, I really truly believe in like a strong, like mental diet now. Like I was in a pretty controlling, critical, I guess, abusive relationship with someone for, for eight years, which led me to get put into a psych ward. And I was like misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder. And it's wild though, Kylie, because part of it was, you know, if you don't allow yourself to have full control of your subconscious, or if you're not aware that you're consciously, you know, if you're not consciously manifesting, things will unconsciously manifest for you. Have you ever experienced yes. that? Yes. I think that's such an interesting point of view because it's almost like, like, especially when you get an improper diagnosis of self, I can imagine that that creates almost this, like this not self view of who you are that can, can manifest in negative ways. Like it can lead you down this path of this isn't who I am, but everyone's telling me this is who I am. So do I have to adopt this new persona? Like being improperly diagnosed as bipolar. I mean, I can imagine that that made you have this total dichotomy of self where you're like, is this, this has to be right because someone's telling me, but also your gut, like your inner knowing telling you that that doesn't seem right. Do I accept this? Or do I be my own advocate and figure out and look really deeply, you know, mentally and emotionally and spiritually and understand that maybe this isn't right? Exactly. And I love how you brought the concept of not self. So my human design profile is the manifester. And one of the things that I need to do is inform and if I'm not informing, I'm not living by my design, the not self for me is anger. So I, at that point in my life, because I felt like I was so controlled by my surroundings and toxic environments, both at work at home, I was at a really intense corporate job before I went to Method. And it's one of those things where I felt like I had no control at all. And when you're a manifester and you don't have control, it comes out as anger. So I was unable to fully I guess, like live my peace at that moment. And that's your self theme as a manifester is living in peace, right? Yes, exactly. And I'm, okay. and it's interesting because I know you and I are both really into astrology too, and I'm a Libra sun. So it kind of, there's a lot of like correlation between the, your star chart and like your human design chart. And I think it's really fascinating how everything is like in alignment. I'm like, this makes so much sense. There's so much about myself that I didn't even know. Yeah, I have become absolutely obsessed with human design. And I did a one-on-one -on -one human design reading last week, I believe, or actually no, two weeks ago, the week before Thanksgiving. And it gave me so much insight. And then I had to do, I downloaded charts for my entire family. And at Thanksgiving was literally like giving everyone an overview of their human design. But one thing that I haven't dug into more is astrology. I downloaded this book from to my Kindle app. And I was digging into it a bit more, finding my specific chart, but there was something in there that we stopped because it was like, I don't remember what it was, but it was almost like there was some sort of trauma or something that was going to make life hard for me. And then I got really discouraged. So I stopped looking into it, but that's, I need to look into it more because I feel like it's almost similar with the projector theme is it's like, I, I'm reading a book about projectors right now. And it's saying like, because I'm a projector and my strategy or my authority rather is intuitive intuition. So, you know, having that gut instinct, like right away you get this like ping, either it's a yes or a no, but the invitation and like the waiting and actually listening, that's something that's, I want to say a little harder for me because I'm someone who's quick to chime in and like fill a gap. And now I'm using it in a way where I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait until someone actually asks for my opinion and gives me that invitation. But some of the things were still spot on, like my digestion is and my like creative juices will flow best in direct sunlight. And that's literally why I moved from my last home to my current home. Even in my office, I have no blinds so that I just am getting direct sun and light throughout the day. But it's so fascinating what you can learn about yourself. And I love that it doesn't have to be a Bible. It just can be a guide for you to 
uncover and experiment with. And I think I'm very much in the phase of experimentation right now. And part of that is what you mentioned earlier, which is like this mental dieting. And I want to dig into that a bit more because what does mental dieting mean to you? Absolutely. And before I jump into that, do you have Leo in your chart? I'm just like super curious because Leos are like ruled by the sun. And now I'm like, okay, there has to be some sort of correlation there. I don't know. I would have to look it up because, but I'm like a Gemini. Um, but I don't know. I wrote it down at some point, but I don't have it handy right now. I don't know if there's a way that I could look it up while we're, while we're doing this, but I know I have it somewhere. <laughs> Download the CoStar app. So I use it for my, um, just to see my star chart. I don't really listen to like the everyday horoscopes. And I agree with you. Like it should just be a guide to like your chart, but not have it be like, oh, every day is based off this because we're creating our reality, right? So whatever someone else is saying that is going to happen to us, like that is just a reflection and we're able to shift it and change it. But um, I yes, I love that. Also at the end in the resources section for anyone listening or like the the description of this podcast, I'm going to put all of your recommendations, Belle, that you are going to like, that you're just randomly going to bring up throughout this episode. I'm going to put it in the resources section for everyone to go in, especially for myself. But I even have on here, like, I want to ask you things about like your favorite books and podcasts and music for certain things like manifestation. So CoStar app, is that the one that you were mentioning? Yes. And you can download it on, on iOS or Android. And how did you get into astrology? Great. So I, I just have always been really into astrology and it's just something I've always like just loved. And I love like the ancient esoteric nature of it. I studied mythology when I lived in Rome. So oh, I, cool. yeah, it was just really cool. And like a lot of the things are just based off stories. Like we're all just storytellers and it's just a way to tell the stories of our lives. And it's, it's just really fascinating that a lot of it is so predetermined, yet a lot of it is like created by who we are. Like it's kind of like the the theme of like nature versus nurture. So it's like, are we built this way? Like is are these are like our designs, our charts? But then it's like giving us like a guideline to be like our best versions and to align with like our soul. So I thought that was like really interesting. I have my chart up because I actually had this app, but I had gotten rid of it. Um, and it's funny because it says I'm a son in Gemini. Yes. Yes. That's your Gemini son. So that's like the day you were born. What is your, what is your moon and your rising? Um, my moon is Gemini. Double Gemini. So many ideas. Um, and my, would it be considered an ascendant if it's the arrow pointing up? Yes. Your ascendant slash rising sign. Um, Capricorn. Okay. I can see that you're super organized. So that makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Ascendant and cap in Capricorn. Um, my mask I present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. It changes every two hours. Whoa, that is crazy. But my Mercury is in Gemini. My Venus is in Gemini. So much Gemini. I love that. I'm crazy Gemini. That's wild. I need to dig into this a bit more. But I want to talk a little bit about your manifestation process. Because when we had been talking, so just a fun fact for everyone listening, Belle, um, another woman at our work and myself have this, I think it's weekly or bi-weekly meeting on our calendars. That's like our, it's basically like our little woo-woo meeting where we can talk about all things that are totally not work-related, but are more focused on like our manifestation process, books that we're really enjoying, human design, like anything that kind of gives us this passion. And I would love to dig into it a bit more because you gave really interesting examples about, you know, you created your own affirmations and then that's something that you listen to because they're very specific to you. Like, how do you get into what specific manifestation might look like? And I know in human design, like mine is specific. So my manifestation profile is specific. I need to be incredibly 
fine-tuned and what I want to manifest. So for me, I keep thinking the thing that comes up for me is like blue door. Like I'm going to walk in through a blue door somewhere and something amazing is going to happen to me. Like I'm going to walk through a blue door and someone at Dear Media is going to ask me to be a part of their podcast group or their podcast family or like something like that. But what is yours? Because is I I believe yours is non-specific, but how does that like come to life for you? Yes. So Actually, I'm going to combine two of your questions between the mental diet one that you asked earlier and the manifestation one. So I realized because I am nonspecific, I can literally say anything and then it happens. So I almost have to be careful because if I'm not thinking too much about something, it will happen so easily that I may not accidentally – I don't want to accidentally manifest something I don't want. So (laughs) – that's why I've been on a very strict mental diet, Kylie, for, for example, I'll just explain this a little bit more, but have you ever seen the show you on Netflix? Oh yes. So I accidentally manifested that. So like, I realized that my partner was becoming more, well, my ex-partner was becoming a lot like that. I didn't know that until after the fact. I was like, why is he so controlling? Why is he isolating me from all of my my family and friends and like becoming so obsessive and everything? And I, I realized that later on, because I was watching all of these like negative shows, listening to all these really like terrible murder podcasts and like just paying attention to bad things, I was attracting them into my life accidentally. Isn't that crazy? Yes. See, that is so fascinating to me because I watch those sorts of shows and I listen to true crime podcasts. Like my top podcast from Spotify was literally true crime. Like when I got my route. And so that at times I'm like, why is it that I'm listening to like a murder podcast when I'm walking my son outside? (laughs) Like, on our exercise walk. Like, I don't know if that seems healthy, but it's something that just like captures my attention because my mind wanders so aimlessly if it's not focused, but I don't know. That is something that's so interesting. I feel like that's as a non-specific manifester, that's got to be almost like a bit more pressure. Is it not? Yes. And I didn't know that that was why I I had no idea. Like I didn't, and it's the point where people around me, friends, even my ex-partner would be like, you always get what you want. That's so annoying. You're so annoying. Like, why are you so lucky? Why do you always get free trips, free money, free everything? Like everything is just handed to you. And I just had no idea that that was why. Cause I was just like, yeah, this is going to happen. It's, and I was like, okay, am I psychic or am I just like manifesting something? And it might be a combination of both Kylie. Cause I couldn't really tell. Cause I was at that point where I was like predicting the future where I would buy up like Pantone colored glasses like they were basically like periwinkle glasses right and then later um, a month later Pantone color of the year would be like periwinkle or I would buy a a smart oven and then it would be on Oprah's favorite thing so I was like am I just predicting things that are becoming trendy or because I'm accidentally manifesting it into my reality and other people are paying attention to it now That is so intriguing because I don't, I believe in coincidences. I also feel like the idea around people unlocking power that they don't know about is so true also. Like I was listening to a podcast and one woman, it was an interview and one of the women is clairvoyant and she's also like clairaudient and she's also a medium. And it's like, those things are hard to believe on the surface when you haven't had those experiences yourself. And then she was talking about more general intuition and how you can be like, if your partner thinks you're totally like a wackadoo because you're saying like, I feel like I know this is going to happen and it does. And they're like, whoa, holy shit. How did that just happen? But it's also like, if you're, this happened to my partner, he has said, we've been talking about someone randomly. And then he's like, you know, so-and-so called me today. Like how random is that? And I'm like, but to me, like, that's not random. Like, or if someone's like, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a long time. And then they call you like, to me, that that's not a random life event. Like that's purpose or intention. Like pe- things just don't come into your mind, but if you're not trained or have the oversight to like understand why those things are appearing to you in some way, 
it can come across as like this random coincidence. What What do you think? About I love that? everything you're saying, and I agree with you. I actually do. I no longer believe in coincidences. I believe in synchronicities, and it is no longer random. It's like the fact that we are all connected through this like universal consciousness, and that because we're all energetic beings, we can push our ideas and thoughts out and attract someone to contact us if we're thinking about them. That is so intriguing to me. Just like this idea of energy, like how do you use energy to your advantage? I love that. So I, I try to maintain a high vibration whenever possible. I know because I am a manifester, it's, I kind of think of it as I have if you're playing a video game, I have a really strong, powerful move, but then after that it depletes all of my HP and then I'm tired for a long time. <laughs> so I try to make it so maybe like, rather than always being high vibe, I've kind of embraced my neutrality in a way. It's just been a little bit more realistic for me. And then ultimately I have like high vibe situations, but whenever I'm in a lower vibration, it's more so a time for me to rest. It's not necessarily like a negative mood. It's just more so this is my body telling me because even though we're like infinite limitless beings, we are in these like physical human flesh suits that have, you know, physical restraints. Like I I truly believe we are all limitless, especially on like the different dimensions. But because we are having this temporary human experience, because of the physical nature of our lives, we do have to rest. So whenever I'm in a lower vibe, I, I think of it as a circle, Kylie. So low vibe is rest. And then we go up to our higher vibe. And that is when we want to manifest. We want to be intentional. We want to, you know, put all our energy into the projects we want to accomplish. And then when we're dipping down into a more of a lower vibrational state or even a neutral state, I try really hard to like have that mental diet, just focusing on self-concept and being like, it's okay if I feel depleted at this moment or I don't feel 100% myself. It's just a moment for me to just have an intentional reset and pause. Jeez, that's so insightful. I love the circle because I think it's like the earth to me. Like everything is rotating. Everything has its time and place, but everything is connected. And that circle is like that connection point. That's a super like unique way to look at it. I also feel like, can you describe for someone who doesn't understand what we're talking about when we're talking about high vibration and low vibration, can you describe what like you Absolutely. mean by that? So we as energetic beings, we vibrate at different frequencies and a lot of scientists and even like spiritual leaders like Abraham Hicks, I know you love Abraham Hicks as well. So it's, they describe yeah. like the emotions as like a spiral. So lower vibrational emotions could be like guilt, doubt, and higher vibrations are love, happiness, peace. And, you know, when things happen, because we are living in a, a 3D world where there's triggers or things that are beyond our control, the only thing we can really do is control how we, how we react and go within. So when a negative thing happens to us rather than reacting from a lower vibration, we could just take a pause and realize, okay, like this is, you know, I can shift this or, you know, this is just a part of life and I'm learning a karmic lesson. So I kind of just take it as like things aren't happening to me. They're happening for me. And I kind of take myself out of a victim mentality anymore. Like I'm no longer in that state. I got, went from survival mode to creator mode. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm writing that down. Survival mode or survivor mode to creator mode. That is a strong anecdote, 100%. How, one thing that I feel like I'm trying to kind of uncover a little bit myself is how I, how I am more mindful and aware of not necessarily meeting people at their energetic state and like trying to maintain mine and like think of this bubble mentality like no one can disturb my bubble but and because I'm non-emotional in my human design chart which was very surprising to me um that's one thing that I feel like is difficult 
to do is it's like, how do you not let other people's energy affect you if they're, if you can tell that they're vibrating at a lower energy than where you're trying to be? That is such a complex question, Kylie, and something that for many years, I would say probably 33 years, I turned 34 this year, I struggled with all my life, especially being a intuitive empath. Other people's emotions and vibrations would always kind of not necessarily seep into my aura, but it used to bother me a lot more because I didn't know how to control my own aura. So it was kind of like I would allow others to push into me rather than myself protecting myself. So, and yeah. I, when I realized as like a manifester, I do have a closed and repellent aura, I can naturally close my aura which I did not know I could before. And a part of it is like setting healthy boundaries. And I I do have like affirmations I use every single day. And now I don't have to do it every single day. I used to, but now they're kind of seeped into my subconscious enough where I'm like, I am protected. Everything is always working in my favor. And I am reliant on my own energy. I do not need you know, other people's energy and they do not need mine just because it's like at the point where I don't even think I'm an extrovert or an introvert anymore. I'm just like so self-reliant in my, in my own little space that I've just kind of created little, little walls. And, um, I've worked on my mind palace a lot where I'm able to, yeah, yeah. I would love to know what yours looks like too. So Sherlock Holmes uses a mind palace to catalog all of his memories and all of emotions so that everything, like all events you can access easily. And this was something that I decided to like build in my mind so I can like, I'm one of my um, Gallup strengths finders is input. So I'm like constantly taking things I'm learning from everyone and cataloging it in my brain in a certain way. So mine looks like the Fitzy Gallery in Florence. And if I really want to access a specific memory, I can just jump into a painting. So when I'm trying to really focus in and use like parts of my mind that I didn't know I had access to, I can do that. So what would what would your mind palace look like? It could look like anything. It could be like a mall. It could be like a record studio, if you're like an audio person, it could be a like a beach and you can like look at the different shells. It could be anything you design it to like to be, Kylie. Oh my God. This is like a mind fuck because <laughs> I don't even know where I would begin. One one like I have a very unique well maybe it's not unique, but like I have an ability where if something traumatic or bad happens to me or something that like doesn't sit well with me, I can literally black it out. Like the whole memory, the event, the after effect, like I can just literally black it out of my memory altogether. But unfortunately, I think that that's actually taken over for some of my good memories because I feel like there are so many things that I just don't remember anymore. And some of my friends or family friends will be like, remember this? I have no recollection of that. Like, I almost feel like my my natural state of trauma response is just to like dissociate with the memory all together. But I also feel like in my human design chart, because it says I'm not emotional, like literally one of the things that it says is that I can get called too emotional because when a non-emotional is like overly attached to feelings that come like to them from the outside world, you can mistake some of those as your own. And so I think that when I was younger, I might have done that a bit more. I've been very receptive, like maybe not receptive is the right word, but like, I think I was a little bit too um, fluid with other people's emotions and feelings. And instead of understanding like, oh, this might not be mine, I might've taken it on as mine, which is why I think when other people were like getting bullied, like I, it would hurt me to the core. Like I would stick up for anyone if I felt that they were being wronged, even if I didn't like that person, like those sorts of things. So like detaching is hard for me. And my point going back to the mind palace is like, initially when you first said, what does yours look like? Like mine looked like a vault, (laughs) like something needs to trigger the unlock mechanism for me to be able to access it. But then I also think that it comes with like a soundtrack, like 
if you think of like a CD where you go from track one to track two, like I have very strong emotions that are tied to things like music. Like this is going to be a silly one, but the holiday, the movie, the soundtrack, like when I lived by myself in my sorority and I was going through like my eating disorder and just like feeling really alone and not totally sure like who was or where I fit, I would watch that movie on repeat every single night in my own room was I could hear girls that shared rooms, like laughing and, you know, having fun. And I was like crying in my room feeling so alone, but that's like movie to me has just like a very soothing effect. So like on Thanksgiving, the, the like, um, playlist that I had on repeat was the holiday soundtrack because I literally can look at like a movie playing out and imagine scenarios in my life playing out against that soundtrack, if that makes sense. So like when I was listening to the soundtrack and watching my parents with my kids and my sister with her new husband, like I almost was like in awe at this soundtrack that's meant so much to me as playing out against my actual life. Like it felt like a dream scenario. So I think music for me, and I, I'm like, I love to sing, um, but I've always been too afraid to like sing in front of people. But like music to me holds like a very, that I think would be something for me where like I tie music to specific moments in my life and that helps me like establish a status quo in a way of like good memories versus, oh, there's music associated with it. And when there's not, it's almost like hard for me to vibrationally understand where I was at because I just can block it out if it's not against a soundtrack. That makes that a makes lot of sense. sense. And thank you for sharing. I felt like we went really deep there and just really beautiful that you know, you can visualize that and have like the music element to it. I think that's so unique and, and magical in its own way. So thank you for sharing with me and with your audience. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you don't even mean to be giving this deep response, but it's also like you and I just are very aligned and like that's one thing that made me like, I have been so excited to talk to you today because even when we're having talks during the work week, we just like end up in this state where it's like, I didn't mean on getting that vulnerable or, you know, I didn't mean to go there, but it's like, there's this, I just like have this innate trust with you that I, I don't always feel with other people. Like to me, your aura feels very like, pink or purple or like all the bright colors that kind of are like all merging together. But I wanted to ask you a question because have you ever had like an aura reading? Have you ever had like a psychic reading? I would love to know. So I've had both and um, someone has told me my aura is purple. So you're psychic for saying that. I feel like you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and That's it changes crazy. sometimes it's a lighter purple like lavender and sometimes it's more indigo it just it just depends on like my mood but I think that is crazy that you recognize that and sometimes I do feel pink I think it just depends on how I feel <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because like for me my yes. to myself it's vibrant like it's sunny it's warm which is funny because then it's like I need the direct light I'm a, my Gemini is in, or my son is in Gemini, if that's how I pronounce it. But that's funny because I hadn't ever correlated the two until literally right now. But I, I would love to go like, are you open to describing yeah. what some of those experiences were like? Like, what is the purpose of having your aura read? Like for someone who's interested in this or doesn't believe in it, like everyone has an aura, but you may not know it, but it's almost like, to me, I think of it as like, if you're literally in a and you were each other with yeah. your like bubble suits. It's like, it's that to me, but it's not nearly as obvious. Like you wouldn't bounce off of someone, but there's like, you know, there are some people that you meet and you instantly are like, I like that person. I think we're going to be friends. And there are others that you meet where you're like, you have the sense of like, they make me really uncomfortable. I don't know why, but like, I don't want to be around that person, which has happened to me a number of times. And same on the positive side, like where there are some people that you just energetically immediately connect, but that's almost like a, to me, that's like a very much of an aura experience. So I would love if you are open Absolutely. to like dig into that. And I that agree with you. It, it's really interesting because energy doesn't lie, right? People can wear a mask because of their ego. They can try to be outgoing. They can outwardly say kind things, but there's something in your gut and in your intuition where you're like, 
there's something about them. I don't know what it is, but I don't trust them. And it's your aura, it's your energy. Yeah. And I think the reason why I wanted to get mine red was because it's something you don't see, but it's something you feel. And I was always curious because the colors are so visual. It kind of allowed me to kind of visualize how my aura could feel, if that makes sense. So that's why I wanted mm-hmm. and um, yeah. wanted to do that. And when you and I first met, it was like instantaneous. Like it was on an interview. I know out of all the things, right? And I was this person is so magical, <laughs> so high vibrational, so kind. I just want to be around her. And I was just like, it was instant, like friendship, love. Like I was like, I just want to be around Kylie. She's, I could tell that like, you're an amazing person, like a unicorn. I was like, I just want to be around her. And I just, it was like instantaneous though. Like it was, there's some people where you just know right away, whether you're going to vibe or not. Hundred percent. Uh, have you ever gotten your Akashic records? I know you asked other psychic things, but I had my past lives read. Do you want to hear about this? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. So there's this um, podcaster who's also a blogger, and she just started doing Akashic record readings, but it's so expensive. But I'm like, I, I don't want to say dying because that feels like a poor term, but literally, I want that. I have been obsessed with past lives for so long. Okay. I want you to tell me everything because I want to tell you a story about, uh, I want to tell you a story afterwards. I'm so excited. I feel like you and I knew each other in a past life, but. I see that being true. And I also want to know where you got your Akashic records read because I am so interested in that, but I'm like so excited to hear what you have to say, because I feel like yours is going to be something like. You were like royalty or it's crazy because you're so like okay, that. you're definitely psychic because that's totally right. Um, so I'm like apparently my soul is ancient. I feel like your soul is ancient too. Like we we've been around for thousands of like if not two thousand years old, like really ancient souls. And the person who did my reading, I don't know if she's retired by now, but her name was Donna and she talks to angels. So she like talked to angels about like my past lives. And this is just so crazy. But the ones that were the most notable, and apparently, you know, it's interesting, because our souls are technically gender neutral, we've been both like men and women in past lives. So I was she said I was like the most, like prolific, strongest general in Julius Caesar's army, that, yeah, that I was the reason why they won the, um, the Punic Wars against Carthage because I'm like a leader of men and I know how to motivate them, which is kind of crazy. And the weirdest part about that is that my Mars is in Aries. So I do have like double war in my chart, but I'm a very peaceful person. I just have to say that, but it's in my star chart. So I I thought you might find that crazy. Uh, so there's that. And, and I told you I like studied and lived in Rome and I was like really drawn Italy so this is the craziest part she hasn't she had no idea about any of these things but I okay there's she also said I was a Viking Earl but the craziest part is I almost went and studied in Copenhagen which is like Danish which is where all the Vikings were right Kylie so I know but I was like in my mind when I was like 19 I was like okay I don't want to go to Copenhagen too cold it's nice and warm in Italy like I'm going to choose Italy and just the way you and I, we have energy, our animals, our pets have energy, plants have energy, places have energy too. It's called vestigia. So if you go to a place and you get like heebie-jeebies, or if you think it's haunted, it's because there's energy associated with that place. So when I went to Italy and I studied in Rome, I weirdly felt so comfortable there, like walking around the Roman Forum, like totally chill, like everything just felt so natural, like I was coming home. And and it gets crazier. So I took one, I wanted to be like Indiana Jones. So I took all my fun classes when I studied in Rome. And one of them was archaeology. And I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the like Catholic churches in Rome are built on top of ancient Roman temples that they tried to hide, like rebranding campaign for the city. So... (laughs) So the craziest part is that, like, 
I went to this temple on the Pantheon Hill and it was for the Persian sun god Mithras, whose actual birthday is December 25th, which is weird because that's like the same birthday. I mean, there are no coincidences, right? So I was like, that's weird. It's like Christmas, right? So I go underneath this like underneath yeah. this church, have my heart a hat on, and it's like literally like a hidden temple. And all my classmates are like, this is creepy. This is weird. I'm like, no, you're getting the energy wrong. This was not a creepy place. This was a place where like Roman soldiers partied before they went to war. Like this was a fun place. This was like the last thing you did before you almost died. And like my teacher was like, my professor was like, how did you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I think I was there, Kylie. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps um, all over my body right now. Yeah, it's that really wild. So and I think wild. part of it, the reasons why I felt so weird in this body is because I was such a strong, like, military type person in a lot of my past lives to the point where I'm like, what am I going to do with this, like, 5'1 petite body that doesn't do what I want me to do? Like, as a kid, I always felt weird in my body, like, a hard time, like, not necessarily controlling my avatar, but because my soul was used to being, like, really strong and, like, strong bodies. Not like I'm not strong, but you know what I mean? It was just kind of, like, not used to, like, a petite little figure. So that is that is so crazy. It's so crazy. I was a Viking Earl. I was also uh, a poet in like turn of the century, Belle Epoque, Paris. Uh, She also, yeah, she also said I was a concubine turned empress in China. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Like, Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah, you need to talk to Donna. I don't know if she's still Donna. around. I talked to her like five years ago, back when my name was still Therese. So I don't know if she's still oh around, but I'm going to try to find her. She might still be in my phone. I talked to this guy <laughs> named Joe, and I know already off the top of this, I was like, okay, this is not going anywhere. But a hard time like finding where I found him again because after I think it was when I so it was when I was still living in my old house and I think it was before I got pregnant with my son but I was in that's like kind of when I started my journey to like really finding my true purpose which is funny because projectors like one of the downfalls is that we look to external sources to find our internal validation and so like the if you're living your ultimate truth as a projector it's if you're literally just like focusing on what makes you the most happy and like really relishing in that. So it's funny that I've been on this like path for years now to like find myself, but I'm enjoying it so much. But I ended up talking to this guy who was like part medium. So he connected with someone who I think was my grandpa, who I never met. Um, And also he told me something about a past life, but it's really like bothered me and almost like well, maybe it wasn't a past life, but he said that there's like some sort of an energy that is associated with me. And what he described made me very uncomfortable because it's like haunted me in a way ever since. It's like he saw someone with deep sunken eyes and it was almost like they had fallen into like this ditch or this like canyon that they couldn't get out of. And their whole like karmic purpose was like figuring out what happened to them and that they didn't meet their karmic purpose or something. And that bothered me a lot because I'm like, what does that mean? Like, was that me in a past life? And I kind of forget, like I tried, I should have written it down or recorded that session because I can't recall all of the details because it like made me uncomfortable. But that was one thing that like, part of me is afraid now. Like I have this sense of, I don't know, I don't want to say fear, but kind of fear like associated with what am I going to hear because yours are sound like amazing like oh my gosh I want to be an empress I want something like that but what if mine is like darker you know but like I don't know if that will help me in any way or if it will only make me feel like disturbed where now I'm feeling so positive about everything and my vibration is so high like do I take the risk of learning about some of my past lives and then decrease all of the, you know, like limit the work I've done. That's like one of my fears know, of like digging like, deeper oh, into shoot, my Akashic like records. The past, right? Like what, was I a good person or a bad person? And like, 
I, I, I agree with you because it is definitely like a risk because you're like, okay, like I don't even know if I was a good person as like that Roman general because I definitely like hurt people as that general, even though I helped like the empire, right? Like that was definitely like a, am I good or bad? Like, you know, in Vikings are notorious too. Like it's kind of cool and badass, but I was like, I don't know if I was a good person. I think part of it is like, I've worked every lifetime to try to be better. And I think I'm at the point where I'm like so peaceful now and I don't want to do all those things. So maybe like our souls have evolved so much that it's okay if you were that person like a thousand years ago. Yeah. Have you looked into your human design and seen where it says there's something about like your karmic purpose and like my two children. So I looked into their charts, my daughter and my son and both of their charts, it says like that their karmic purpose is literally for themselves. Like they're here to serve a personal karmic, like, or they're here to like work through a personal karmic event where mine, I thought was interesting. It says like my karmic purpose is for like the whole, like the collective of humanity. And that was very interesting to me, but I was like, I like need to unpack that somehow because I'm like, there's a lot of pressure, but it also gives me this feeling of total peace. Like something is aligned for me there, you and I but I don't very know why. Similar, Cause mine says to be the one who is unafraid to take a stand and for the good of others. Oh yes, my gosh. Cause yeah. we have a similar so purpose. Maybe we I'm pretty sure you and I've known each other before. I don't know which life it was, if we were Vikings or if we were artists, but whatever happened to us in the past, I feel like not like we're rectifying it now, but we've evolved so much that like whatever we're doing in this life is going to benefit everyone. That's exactly what, like that feels totally right to me because I get that from you for sure. Like, and you've always had that. It just, I like, I can tell that it's, even when we first spoke, when you came back, method like recently I just got more of like a sense of like you know exactly what you're doing even if it's like you know I'm going by the fly but doing my best like it's still I have this overwhelming sense from you of like you are on the right path and you know that you are and even if you don't know where the end game is you've put in the work and maybe we can like literally end on putting in the work because I'm reading a book right now by um this gal who her handle is the holistic psychologist. And I don't know if you've ever come across her or her like work, but literally the book is called how to put in the work. And I think when people think of doing personal work, it becomes, it sounds so daunting because it's takes years. Like in my human design reading, she was saying that like getting out of your old patterns can literally take seven years. Like, well, shit, do, do we all have seven fucking years to, you know, get on the right path? Like that seems a little bit alarming, but I also think like putting in the work is the best use of your time. Like it is such a fulfilling process and like, it is okay to not be the same person that you were when you were younger. Like I am such a better version of myself now than I was a decade ago. Like the version that I am of myself now has evolved. It has put in countless hours of work and people are like, how do you have time to do podcast and like work and take care of your kids and all this stuff. But it's like, when you find, like, I I keep trying to push this theory that it's like self-care is not selfish. And by self-care, that can mean so many things. Like it can mean putting on an eye mask when you first wake up in the morning or taking that first sip of coffee by yourself, literally in the bathroom, the only place where your kids might not be, or like whatever it means to you. But do you like what is your philosophy on putting in the work i agree when you put in the work it starts within you first like if like you know like gandhi quote it's like be the change you want to see in the world and there are all these different quotes that i used to not understand when i was operating at a lower level of consciousness and not aware of like the true meaning of i guess life and i think the, the the interesting part is that it's the meaning we assign it to, right? Like what we choose our lives to be and the path that we want to be on. And I know that you are going to be changing the world with your words. And I'm so excited that this is like 
unfolding in front of my eyes. And putting in the work is something you do every single day. And I don't, I don't think it's fair to have like a timeline. Like it's a consistent, constant thing where for our entire lives, we're going to have to put in the work. It's just part of being alive and like being human. So it's just being, I think having the awareness that you have to do the work is the most critical part. And if you're aware, that's when it's like almost when you're allowing yourself to change and to be the best version and to align with your higher self and you choosing that and being aware of that, that's putting in the work. And then the steps every day just align with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like awareness equals activation. Like when you become aware, you become you have this knowing of how you can activate your best self. And also when you're not being your best self, like what that looks like for me, minus frustration, um, which totally like makes sense for me. I, I honestly could have thought that mine might be anger, but I think we all have a little bit of everything Absolutely. here and there when it comes to some of those not self themes. But this was so amazing. This is like exactly what I wanted us to cover, even though, and also FYI for everyone, we had no script again. We are just going off the cuff, which I think is the best way to do things. But do you have like quote or any closing that Kylie, you I thank you just leave? for having me. First of all, this was such a fun way to spend our day. And I think just something to like leave people with is don't give up on yourself. There's this thing that the Japanese have. It's a world called a word called wagamama and it can mean selfish, but it also means self-indulgent and willful. And I think we have this culture where you're like don't be selfish, don't be selfish, but I think that's a myth. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, you don't put the oxygen mask on you first. If you're not in your own power, if your cup is not full, you can't give to others. And that's something that I learned as someone who used to disempower herself and now who is finally comfortable and accepted all good and bad things about themselves. I am finally at the point where I'm like, it's important to focus on you. If your inner world is in a beautiful, imaginative, healthy place, everything will get pushed out externally in your 3D. So Kylie, I'll leave that with you. I hope everyone enjoyed my very first interview with Belle. If you have any feedback or you're interested in learning more about any of the apps or the websites that we talked about in this episode, please go look in the show notes on Spotify because you will find all of the information there. I'm looking forward to having more guests in the future. And don't forget to tune in next week for Kylie Says. Oh, 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 oh,